It's your 50, what, second? Yeah. So your 53rd year. <laughs> oh, boy. How does of that existence work? begins today. <laughs> so I've... So it's my 52nd birthday, So, but I've already had 52 songs of the summer. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Hmm. How does that work? Wait. It just does. Well, we better list them all. <laughs> there was one. <laughs> the Stones, two. Satisfaction. <laughs> Number one on the charts, 1965. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are a twice-weekly fake radio show about the fake radio show Too Beautiful to Live. On Mondays, we bring you a recap of all five of the previous week's TBTL episodes. But on Fridays, we have a varying format of interviews with fans of the show, unboxing videos among our team. Sometimes it's just me crying for 75 to 90 minutes. And occasionally, we'll do TBTL clip shows. But today, we gaze into our own Navels and bring you part three of an occasional series, a December to pod member. I know it's January, but we made up the name and we have to stay with it. We're going to play some of the most memorable moments from our ever-growing catalog of LRB episodes. And I don't have the chops to do this alone, so I've recruited my bestest buddy in Phantom Big Toe Pain all the way from frigid Pawtucket, Rhode Island. You are at home today, Bobby, right? Yes, I am. And I'm doing everything I can to keep warm. It's pretty fucking cold out. So this is Bobby Shufflin' Pape. Um, how are you staying warm in that house? Is your heater up to this? This uh, Is your furnace up to yeah, this task? The new furnace, now that it's been recently repaired once again, is up to the task. The, the heat is uh, pretty steady. We put a lot of money when we first moved into this house into uh, upgrading the insulation and air tightening. And, uh, you know, we got the house up to snuff as best as we could and it's really paying off now now we're only fucking cold instead of really fucking freezing cold does cupcake have a spot yeah when uh, when this kind of thing happens absolutely if sam's here then that spot is on top of sam's head but if sam's not here like right now (laughs) then that spot is under the heat vent in the kitchen there's a folded up towel it's actually the towel she came from the um from the shelter with it says mason on it embroidered i don't know who mason is but Mason's towel uh, is Cupcake's towel, and it lives folded up like a soft pad right under that heat vent. And you'll usually find her rolled on her back with her belly just sprawled open under that heat vent. That's her standard hot hot air spot. Well, the head thing makes sense for sure because um, they they say that you lose most of your body heat you lose through your your head. Yeah, Cupcake's there to catch it. Taking advantage of that. Yeah, she's she like probably a... really liked my bald head. <laughs> There's no barrier to, to heat. So um, we're going to explain uh, what we're doing a little bit before we start. Um, of course, we'll do the clips. We have a little bit of housekeeping and how to get involved. But mainly it's just um, us congratulating ourselves on, on how uh, poignant and funny we are. But uh, Bobby, explain, explain why we're doing this show and what maybe... Do we have a theme on this one? What's our deal here? Well, we sort of have a theme. I think there's a couple of things at play here. First of all, anyone who's listening to this has probably heard the earlier episodes. And if you haven't, God help you. It's not usually this self-congratulatory, but uh, these ones are. Um, This started out many months ago as a twinkle in our eye 
with the goal of making less work for ourselves over the holidays. And I would argue it's turned in for as much or more work for most of us, mainly Anne, who has been cataloging and pulling these clips and putting them in order for us and uh, making this an easy thing to assemble. So thank you, Anne. And we've sort of been rotating talking about these clips. These are the best of clips of our show to date, mostly 2017, a little bit before that. And we've had a lot of fun doing it. Um, some of them have been on a theme. We had our our uh, love of Anne. Everybody loves Rain Anne uh, just a few weeks ago. We've had some of our other favorite episodes. This this is a combination. You and I, Mike, are, we're here to bat clean up uh, and use some more of the clips that, that hadn't been gotten to yet. And uh, when I listened to them all and thought about a theme for this episode, I realized something. It's not an intentional theme. It's not a theme that we set out to put together. It's just because it's in the zeitgeist. It's just that so many episodes of our show end up revolving around this. Uh, it's the theme that girls rule and boys drool. Yeah, we're stupid. Yeah, we're, you we're know, fucking idiots. <laughs> we really, we really are. Um, uh, us be meaning you, me, Jeremy, and um, and Luke and Andrew. I mean, we say so many stupid things, like when. Um, Jeremy in particular saying that he didn't need to wash his hands after he peed. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a rough one. Well, we go back and listen to some of our favorite moments. So many of them have to do with Anna Meredith and Christy setting us straight or Phyllis setting us straight uh-huh. uh, or, or a lady influence on TBTL setting things straight. And so a lot of our clips today revolve around that. Some of the other clips revolve around men being stupid Mm-hmm. And then some are both. So, yeah. Well, it's appropriate to start um, start us off with uh, a clip where um, the ladies, the scientists, uh, we I don't know how I ended up with two lady scientists on a podcast that I'm working on because I don't believe ladies should be doing science, but they are. And the the first one is. Um, from the recap of an episode where Andrew got uh, an an email from a listener about um, the difference between um, fat and density. Um, this is, okay. <laughs> so throw your phone moment, uh, I don't know, number three or whatever, what, what, our, what our count is up. I don't know what, what it is at this point, but this was a serious one. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew tells us about an email exchange he got into with a listener uh, when Andrew had made an offhand comment that fat or muscle weighs more than fat, and this listener corrected him, she obviously took seventh grade science. Andrew did not, and um, they go back and back, back and forth, and back and forth. And Luke seems to agree with Andrew. And what they're missing in this whole picture is the the concept of density or volume. Um, you know, the same amount of fat in a cup weighs less than the same amount of muscle in a cup. We're, we're missing this volume aspect of the conversation. And so they talk past each other a lot and get pretty angry. And Luke calls it kooky that it would take more feathers to weigh a pound than it would take marbles. <laughs> and that's when I threw my phone out the yes. window. I mean, the whole thing where they were trying to establish units and saying, well, but one marble weighs more than one feather. I'm like, why are you equating marbles and feathers? You're being that doesn't matter. Stupid. Things weigh more than other things. <laughs> things weigh what they weigh. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew was asking if he should be 
embarrassed that he was rude to a listener. And I was like, no, you should be embarrassed that you displayed a complete ignorance about basic science facts. Yeah, this has nothing to do with mansplaining or being snotty or being rude. It just has everything to do with being wrong. Mm hmm. Ugh. I know. I usually, you know, I get exasperated or irritated with them. And then the episode ends and I'm like, all right, we're going to talk about this on the recap. And I go on with my day. But at the end of this episode, I, my fingers were just itching to write him an email about this. I was really pissed off at, at him. Well, we, we got an excellent selection of throw your phones on this topic. And let me just breeze through some of them. When listener Danny said, I'm listening to the discussion about muscle weighing more than fat. I understand what someone means when they say that muscle weighs more than fat, but what they mean is muscle is denser than fat. The concept of density would have helped Andrew and Kathy to reach an agreement. I was yelling at my computer in my mind to the point of almost getting a headache. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, listener Zach said the conversation about what weighs more than what the term they couldn't come up with was density. If one thing weighs more than another, when they're occupying equal space and that thing is more dense, et cetera. So, you know, and, and there was also several conversations on the Stens page about this. So I think we've, we've covered that, that Andrew was definitely wrong. Kathy was definitely right. Mm -hmm. But we get with it, what, what he was trying to say. And, and I think it, it was only in a fitness sense, right. right. Is what, what, what they were trying to talk about is like, um, turn it when you when you exercise, you may not weigh less because you are gaining muscle and losing fat. Right, you'll still look um, better and feel better. So it's yeah. no reason no reason to fret. No, it's it's also it, technically incorrect that you're turning fat into muscle. It doesn't really work that way. But right. whatever, if they're displacing one another, it can seem that way. I suppose burning fat and building muscle. Yeah, so that was extremely irritating. The quote that I wrote down from that last clip was, quote, she obviously took seventh grade science, referring to the listener that started fighting with Andrew about fat versus muscle, fat versus yeah. uh, the the weight difference. I can't even I'm stumbling just trying to say it because, again, I'm a boy, but uh, <laughs> density versus fat <laughs> and Andrew going round for round with the listener uh, who was clearly right and he was clearly wrong. Well, we've talked about it before because Luke and I both went to the University of Washington and there really was no science uh, requirement um, at at the at the school at the time. There may be now. Uh, and, and also, I remember taking some science in junior high and then very little in high school. I just think that it just the curriculum wasn't rigorous um, in the Northwest, at least, and it looks like in... Um, Happy Valley, Ohio, uh, where where Andrew's from, it was not rigorous either. So, I I don't take you know a lot of a lot of that stuff personally when I get corrected on science stuff because I just wasn't exposed to it. I wasn't I wasn't good at it, so I never sought it out, and I tried to get the minimum bare minimum done so that I could go shoot baskets or something. You know, right? Well, so. and again. Luke's no help on this front because the world was created 6,000 years ago, according to his high school education. So that's, that's true. That is a big yeah. gap. If you, if you only went to public high school, I think what his senior year. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that's gonna, that's gonna put a dent in your, your actual science <laughs> knowledge. Uh, but enough about uh, TBTL, uh, the men of TBTL saying something stupid. Uh, Mike, this is a, this is a moment where you had to defend some behavior that <laughs> that you 
probably shouldn't have told us about. You definitely shouldn't have told the ladies about. Mike, this is the time that you used fabric scissors uh, to open meat. And then there's a story of the uh, the scissors. Uh, Andrew had said earlier in the week that he always wants scissors around. Um, I have had uh, I've had people. Well, first of all, let's say Emily is the same way. There are scissors everywhere, and God forbid you open a package of ground beef with the fabric scissors. Oh no! <gasps> Whoa! What? You did not just say that. Please tell me that's just a, a random example and not something you actually did, mm. Mike. Hey, they're sitting there. I need to open a package of ground beef. Oh, there's something wrong with my heart. My mother is a quilter and I was raised. Those are more precious to her than probably us. Like, you know, she doesn't really care if we fall down the stairs and get bruised Mm -hmm. up, but you touch those scissors for anything other than fabric and she will, she'll know it from a mile away and come bolting through the door and knock them out of your hand before you can, you know, open an Amazon box. Don't bring them in the kitchen. That's all I got to say. I don't get where the passion is here. There, there, if, if you have a pair of scissors that can cut fabric, how are you going to damage them by cutting a thin piece of plastic? Did, did, did I ruin them? Is anyone claiming that I ruined them or just I insulted uh, their integrity? I think it's... Um... It's it's a it's a courtesy situation. It's that you took something for a specific delicate purpose and you contaminated it with E. coli. Right, but our all scissors, I mean we put our other scissors, our kitchen scissors in the dishwasher all the time. So what's the difference? Like if I make that quote unquote mistake, you know, what's the difference between just throwing them in the dishwasher and getting them clean and just saying I'm sorry instead of you know, getting in trouble. I mean, come on. Like you said before we started, I robbed 60 banks and was addicted to painkillers, and I'm not in trouble for that. But <laughs> the fucking fabric scissors, God help us. Well, you know, it's a decorum issue. I mean, were you were you uncouth while you were robbing these banks? <laughs> <laughs> Generally, no. Generally, no. And I was cooking dinner, too, you know? It's like, give me a break. I wasn't, I wasn't opening up... A, you know, a box of candy to eat all by myself or something. Well, but see, that's the thing. I think the box of candy probably would not have been as big of an infraction. I think part of the problem was the general grossness of raw meat. <laughs> right. right. Okay. I, I kind of get that. But um, when, when I was getting ready for the show, I was like, okay, I need to find out what's so great about these scissors. So I went into, I went on Amazon and, and looked for like the highest end of scissors that like your home person's going to use not like amy would use you know like on on her job you know right and that's our friend amy at, at earbuds and earworms who is a, a seamstress and a, and a yarn maker and a creator and you know professional level skill at this kind of stuff yeah and the scissors that they use which they're they're on amazon too but they're like you know, they're super expensive. Those don't look like scissors that you would ever open anything in the kitchen with. But the regular fabric scissors, the only difference is the the blade looks a little jagged, more jagged. And one of the holes for your fingers is really much smaller, the thumb hole. You know, right. there's an actual thumb hole. So the, the, the highest end of the um, 
you know, you're, I don't want to say amateur because like Emily's very good at all that stuff, but you're, you're, you're non-professional are these Fiskars and they're uh, less than $14. So worst case scenario, I have quote unquote ruined $14. You've ruined it. Uh, two notes. One, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes to some $14 scissors, apparently, if you want to buy those on Amazon and throw us a couple of cents from your purchase. <laughs> sure. And I want to say, I actually, because of this clip, this moment in history, and I've been remiss, we have not been mentioning the episode numbers. Uh, the density versus fat conversation was from episode 236, um, as was the clip you heard at the beginning of the show about the anniversary counting. Um, this episode of you opening the uh, meat with the scissors is from episode 250. Um my other point is that those scissors have just enough of a jagged little spot and, and just enough of a gap in their plastic handles attached just to get a, just a little bit of ground beef in there. Just a little tiny bit. Shut up. Shut up. It's not it's not like I it's not like I put them back down. I put them in the dishwasher. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not here to relitigate this. The clip was a minute long and we've already discussed it for significantly longer. <laughs> yeah, than but that. I. I feel, I feel like I feel like their their outrage is outsized, and I didn't defend myself enough in in the moment. But, um, but women are smart, and uh, Meredith is so smart on the science stuff. Uh, so the next clip we're gonna play is from episode two thirty four. Uh, after Luke decided that he was gonna cure his uh allergy to grass by uh, eating some uh, honeycomb. Luke's allergies from last week are better, but he doesn't know if it's homeopathy or big pharma. And this was definitely my throw your phone uh, segment for the whole entire week. Um, This was so irritating to me. So first of all, what he did was uh, he went to the drugstore and got some Zizol, which is a relatively new allergy drug. And uh, he took that and his allergies got a little bit better. Hmm. figure <laughs> um it has an owl mascot and you you had a good uh a good thought on this well, owl mascot he was talking about how he took the zizol and then he looked at the side effects and one of them was that it puts you to sleep because it is a sleep aid and he was like well how would you know and i was like you just <laughs> talked about how their mascot is an owl what do you think that means <laughs> oh boy um Luke had gone to the small pharmacy near him that he wanted to support, um, but he said it kind of sucks and it never has anything. (laughs) Um, I went and looked up the uh, clinical studies for Zizol that they have to put in the documentation of the drug, and uh, I did write down that it's worth noting that the studies didn't include a sufficient number of geriatric patients, so maybe it's not safe for Luke to take. Um, my vet did recommend Zizol, uh, eye drops for Eddie because he's got some little eye itchies and it was very effective and it didn't put him to sleep, unfortunately. Um, the other thing that he tried, um, which he called homeopathy was eating some honeycomb. And I have to say right off the bat, that's not homeopathy. Nope. Homeopathy is a crazy pseudoscience where, uh, minuscule amounts of something that would, um, induce illness in a healthy person is meant to cure that same illness in a sick person. Um, and the the more diluted it is, the more effective it is thought to be. Wrong. And that is just so insane and so, on so many levels. But also eating honeycomb is not homeopathy. So I think nope. he must have been thinking of probably the word holistic, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think 
he was trying to say, but um, I did a bunch of reading on on uh, local honey and allergies, and it's an interesting thought, and it has uh, not a crazy theory behind it. The idea is that it would have uh, the pollen from your local area in it, and it could kind of inoculate you against those sensitivities. Um, and, and that sort of works the same way that allergy shots work. The differences are that there's no way to tell how much pollen is in honey, and when it's tested, it's often tiny, tiny, tiny amounts. And allergy shots have very precise measured amounts that are, uh, I think they're tailored to the person and what you're allergic to. Honey also has lot, a little bit of bee body parts and venom and bacteria and mold. Um, so if you're looking for tiny amounts of pollen to help you and you think that tiny amounts of mold are not going to hurt you, I don't really get that logic. Um the other thing is that bees don't make honey from pollen. They make it from nectar. Right. <laughs> the pollen is incidental. Um, flower pollen is usually not the thing that people are allergic to. As we can recall, Luke cut the grass and then got allergic. And bees don't pollinate grass. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know. He clearly didn't think this through, and I'm picking it apart too much. Um, the other thing is that people who will tell you to do this say that it takes a while to work, which is usually about the same amount of time that it takes for their allergens particular season to pass. So a lot of this is anecdotal evidence, and the studies haven't borne it out. So I would take his eyes all over chewing on some honeycomb. Also, she had him eat the wax. Gross. As I wrote the quote, he started chewing it and then thought, quote, nope, this is not a thing we swallow. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Do you guys remember those wax lips that you would get when you were a kid? Yeah, but yep. I wouldn't eat those. Well, I when I think the first time I had them, I thought I was supposed to, and I just like Ugh. chewed and chewed and chewed. I was like, "What is the point of this? This doesn't taste good anymore, and it hurts my jaw." <laughs> uh, I hear that's great for chapped lips, though. Yeah, probably. I mean, they're oh, wax, wax lips, so they have a little bit of it in them, and you're just microdosing. It's fine. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we talk a little bit about what honey actually is. Luke calls it bee dookie. Um. <laughs> it's not much better. It actually is bee vomit from their honey tummy, which is adorable. They puke it from one bee to the other. Oh, uh, that's so cute. It is so cute. It's also thoroughly disgusting. <laughs> yeah, but it's so delicious. <laughs> I do like honey. I microdose honey. Uh, I put it. I put just a little bit of honey in a mix of uh, black Irish tea and whiskey, and I drink it, and I always feel better. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, is that it on honey? I sure think so. I feel like I went a little too deep on it. Sorry. <laughs> no, I. the minute this came up on the show, I knew it was going to be okay for me to just sit back and eat some popcorn while you guys talk. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just because you take the time to do a little research and read before you talk about some pseudoscientific things, that doesn't <laughs> let Luke off the hook. Nope. The whole time that he was talking about eating the honey, though, I was thinking to myself, does he not realize how high carb honey is? Yes, <laughs> me too. She just gave him a load of carbs and wax. That's all it was. It is just a concentrated sugar bomb. That's a good yeah. point. Yep. What about horns, I should have grabbed something to chew on before I did that. I, I want to just, I'm envisioning the moment of having a mouthful of honey wax beeswax yeah. left in my mouth um i'd do it for real but i'm not actually luke and i don't have any teeth whitening trays i don't have any beeswax um, you don't have any uh beef beef links to eat yeah while you're on the air i don't have any scissors to clean off 
uh, bravo for Meredith debunking both homeopathy and the fact that this is not homeopathy. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I like the point that she um, made about when, when people give you some bullshit cure, they always tell you it takes a while because they know, you know, eventually whatever it is that's bothering you, (laughs) like the down here, it's like uh, mold or, or Oak, um, you know, it's going to end. And then you'll be like, Oh yeah, I guess it worked. I feel better. Of course. Of course. Uh, so if you just uh, use that that same logic of low dosing, let's say you're trying to quit smoking, uh, but you still want to be a douchebag, you can just low dose the douchebaggedness with um, one of those vaping pens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just by degrees. That's how, that's how you get better. Um, I I want to defend Luke a little bit about the Zizol. They said the, the lady said that the re, one of the reasons that it was obvious that it was a um uh I for I'm it's an owl it's an owl on the package. Well, yeah, it's an and owl, it makes, but, but but it makes you sleepy. And they, the lady said that seeing the owl is your way of knowing it makes you sleepy. Or, yeah, and that's that's not right. I mean, when I see an owl, I think, oh, well, up all night because that's when the owl is awake. So if your spokesperson is an owl, that is confusing if it if it puts you to sleep. I mean, give me give me something. Give me something that that sleeps during the night, like show a person fucking sleeping. (laughs) Well, you know, know the saying, if if you want to soar with the eagles, you can't be up hooting with the owls. So Uh maybe Zizal should create a drug that's your first I have a cold, I have allergies, but I want a party all night drug. Yeah. I I wonder where owls go during the day. Do they just like sack out somewhere under under a, a heat vent, you know, on a on a blanket just with their bellies up and then, then they get up and owl. Yeah. <laughs> uh I you're asking the wrong person. You need the lady scientists on to answer these kinds of questions. I, I don't know. I'm out of my helmet with owls. I thought it was interesting that um that uh, honey is not bee dookie, it's bee vomit. I never thought it was either, but, um, you know, I sure sure knocked off my craving for any honey this afternoon. That's for <laughs> sure. My point in that clip was that honey is delicious, but I don't want to overthink it. Right, yeah. right. I need to not think about it. Like when you're drinking milk, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you're just not thinking about taking a, <laughs> taking a tap hit of it, you know. It's actually... <laughs> This is one of the reasons I don't drink a lot of milk. Unless somebody puts warm cookies in front of me, then fuck it. You know, everything's off. How do you not drink milk yeah, if you have warm cookies? Exactly. And, and, and it, there are some baked goods that you you regret eating because if you don't have any milk, you're like, ah, oh, I shouldn't have ate that goddamn thing because I don't have any milk. Yeah, and don't that was a bring very me, unsatisfying experience. Don't bring me 80 pounds of pureed squeezed almonds in a glass. That's not going to cut it. <laughs> Um, we barreled through my beautiful transition to vaping because this is a quick clip, but it's one that tickled us so much. Uh, this is you, Mike, telling us this is another boys drool moment. And it's on you and Andrew, but mostly Andrew, uh, about what Andrew sends you late at night and, uh, how you politely ignore it. Uh, they talk a little bit about sports. I understand that it's some sort of large baseball tournament uh, going on right now. Something about Yankees and Astros and Dodgers. 
And uh, it's giving Andrew a bad taste in his mouth because he feels like everyone in L.A. is now a Dodgers fan and they're posers and he's oh not a poser. Oh, my God. Come on now. Come <laughs> he's on got a now. real chip on his shoulder about people being posers. He, he, should, he should be able to recognize them. Ooh. Just say that. True. Send, um, send me another vape video and see and see what you get, Andrew. <laughs> see how I treat you on the show. Yeah. Uh, why don't we just jump ahead to that? What? He sends you vaping videos? Yes, he does. And you just are, you have enough self-restraint to just totally ignore them? Uh, you don't, I don't want to encourage him. <laughs> <laughs> he knows I, I hate vaping. It. I love it. It's like, it's like uh, all, the, all the glamour of smoking cigarettes with all the <laughs> humiliation of like using a crazy straw when you're an adult and having it smell like bubble gum. Ugh, come yeah. on, people. No, I totally agree. I just think it's hilarious. You know, Mike, you could use this opportunity to, to slip in some feedback. Mm. Maybe. Mm. No. Maybe. No. no. Okay. The reason that clip is so short is because I think Andrew occasionally listens to this show. I don't think he listens every week. I don't think he listens very often, but we know listeners are snitches and uh-huh. are, mm-hmm. <laughs> TBTL listeners are snitches and ours are no different. Ours are probably even more obsessed and snitchy. So, oh, we definitely have the top 10% of snitches just like we have the top <laughs> 10% of TBTL listeners. Yeah, I, I just didn't want it get, getting to Andrew that I that we had a long discussion about it. And, and just you can tell in my voice that I don't like the clips and I really don't like vaping. Um, But I didn't want to really go into a rant because then... I know what would have appeared in my DMs, you know, the evening that he uh, <laughs> saw it. And that would be a series of, of people blowing tremendous vape clouds. Now, I I refuse to believe that Andrew likes vaping. I think he just likes trolling you. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. I think I think he knows it 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 looks terrible and it's yeah. And I'm all for it. if it helps you quit smoking, please do it. I but know that you look really stupid i don't think anyone's ever been helped by blowing a giant cloud of strawberry scented vapor <laughs> in my face in a bar which has happened on more than one occasion to me and i i don't feel like that person was transitioning into or out of any particularly bad habits other than being an asshole well i feel about it the way i feel about a product that i just saw i i always have the tv on uh espn or the nfl network on mute while we record in the mountain room um and I just saw an ad for a product and I've been seeing this ad a little bit lately and it's one of those um it's one of those nasal products where it cleans your sinuses and you you have to you have this giant plastic thing you have to shove into your face and it does its thing mm-hmm. that's and and god help you you know that if it if it works I hope it works for you you know, I hope it cleans your nasal passages. That's the way I feel about vaping. But just know that you'll get teased relentlessly by me if you do it in my presence. Well, I don't saddle up to the bar and order a Jameson and uh, Labatt Blue Light and then bust out my neti pot. Yeah. Yeah. Do that at home. <laughs> or better yet, on the freeway or in the back of a, a lift. <laughs> All right. Um, the next clip, it's my favorite clip of this show because, um, well, because Christy. So let's yeah. just play that now. One of the things that um, they talked about 
uh, was dressing up at the office and Luke made what I think is a fairly controversial statement about <laughs> those are the people who are really excited about Tuesday birthday cake. And as a cake enthusiast and baker, <laughs> I have to, to be careful not to just reflexively take offense at that remark. Do you think this is true, that people who dress up are the people who really aren't into their jobs? No, I think it's opposite. I I think, no, I don't think that you're into your job if you dress up or out of it. I think you just love Halloween. There you go. Um, because I, I well, I'll see. I have this will this year will be the first time Halloween is on a weekday while I'm at my current job, and I have it pegged that there's going to be at least three people that I can tell from their personality types that will dress up for work. Mm -hmm. And we're not having a party. We're going to actually celebrate it the Thursday before during our happy hour. But I know that there's at least three people that will dress up just because they like to do it. It's a like of dressing up. It isn't because you hate your job or you love your job. Mm -hmm. And if you like the Tuesday birthday cake, it's because you like the Tuesday birthday cake. Who wouldn't? Yeah, birthday cake is pretty awesome. Now, <laughs> I, as the person who supplies the birthday cake at work don't love it i mean yeah. i love cake but i don't this is what i don't like is that some people complain about it it's free cake eat it huh. or, or shut the fuck up <laughs> like seriously <laughs> people are saying oh this kind again or oh you didn't get vanilla <gasps> what oh yeah mm -hmm. or uh oh yeah i can't eat it because it's not gluten-free or oh i'm on i'm not eating carbs right now shut up and walk away <laughs> I don't care if you eat it or not. Just don't talk to me about it. I brought this fucking cake on the bus. Okay. <laughs> My only disagreement with Christy in this entire scenario, in this entire story, in this entire situation that she is in week after week at her office. Christy, we need to get real. Why are you bringing this cake on the fucking bus? <laughs> you work for a major international corporation. You can afford to have a bakery deliver a cake to your office. Yeah, but it made for it made for good outrage. Yeah, it uh, did. It's my favorite Christie outrage moment, I think. But um the the point about people at the office who um who for some reason can't partake or you know it's it's free food so feel free to not eat it and we don't need to know your reasons for not eating it just go back to your desk and get back to work yeah just go you back know? to your desk stay standing because i'm sure it's a standing desk oh my and, god yeah uh <laughs> we know that beggars can be choosers in christie's office this has been proven by shit snacks right right, right. There's, there's a, you could, you could start an entire series of entitled etiquette episodes. Yeah. Well, uh, when I worked for, um, a Red Robin franchisee and then later for the Papa John's, um, franchisee that we, we occupied the same space for a long time, even after we had switched to Papa John's. And one of the traditions was every Friday we would, um, Put, on our, put in our order from Red Robin and someone would go and pick it up and the sheet would go around and you would write down what you wanted and they'd bring it to you. And, and that, that was lovely. And then other times, like other days of the week, someone might go 
to Dick's and bring a bunch of burgers and fries. Um, don't be the person that says, oh, well, I don't like burgers or I don't, you know, don't be that person. This is not this. You didn't order this. No one asked you. We were not going to ask you. Someone's doing something nice for the people that do like burgers. So yeah. fuck you. Sorry, Aiden. I haven't apologized once. I refuse. Aiden, how old is Aiden now? I think he can handle it. Uh, 28. I think, yeah, something like that. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, that was episode uh, 161. Uh, this next clip is from episode 269. And this is Bobby and Phyllis. I can't remember. Bobby, can you remember what the um, what the the TBTL um, theme was that week? What we were... Um... This was... Um, this was out of a discussion where... Uh, Phil, uh, Luke had been caught up in a lie of woman who said that she was engaged to Luke okay. and oh, then it had yes. ended poorly and her friend called Luke and said, look, I know she's a liar. Clearly you went through some stuff. What happened? And Luke said, who are, what, who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So and the so- lie was magnitudes, order of magnitudes bigger than, than the friend had realized. Well, speaking of big lies, I mean, the, the this this clip involves a pretty big lie. This is a pretty serious clip, and and probably uh, probably involved uh, quite a bit of emotion at the time. But with with distance and with uh, happiness in in Bobby's life, he was finally able to tell this tale. If this isn't true, <laughs> like I'm calling someone to say, "Help me with my friend who's a liar," and they're telling me that the the reason I'm calling is also not true. Like what, what is true at this point? Like, it's gotta be crazy. Yeah. It's a, it's a <laughs> con within a con. It's some inception level bullshit of, yeah. you know, you just take a step back and realize you're still in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all over me. I can't get it off. <laughs> so crazy. Um, Pregnant pause is actually a really good transition to my story. <laughs> oh dear! Oh no! Um, this is, is this not... a story you had to tell Sam? Yeah. Oh God! Okay, I'm going to strap in. This is not a compulsive liar situation. It's just a, it's a relationship lie story, and it's it's quite simply, you know, I don't have a great power out for this. It's just I was in a relationship many years ago. Uh, long before Sam and in fact it was before a serious relationship I had before Sam and it was just a a summer thing a few months um and it was a lot of fun at first and and um this girl who I will call Jay um got very attached very quickly like super clingy super quickly and she had not had a lot of serious really any serious relationships before and so she thought this was one um, oh my! And after a few, Bobby, months, you dog. What can you I say? Have more girlfriends. I, I got it. Wait. <laughs> How do you have so much game? <laughs> you have more. Oh, this one girlfriend. Oh, this other girlfriend. This other. Oh, girl. I'm like, Phyllis. damn. You are how old? Are you even thirty years old? I am thirty one. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be thirty two in a couple of months. Uh, I have been married crazy. for happily married for several years now. Uh, over yeah, five years when this airs. Thank you. Uh, 
Bobby Scott game. And I had uh, perfectly normal amounts of being single between a lot of these relationships. Um, okay. But this was this was college days. This was way back when. Um, okay. And uh, it was, again, it just dated for a few months. And uh, okay. things things went uh, a little quick on her end. Uh, I suddenly realized I was meeting her parents at one point and Oh. Uh, yeah. And so after a few months, I, I put the brakes on things. I was like, this is getting way out of hand. It's It's been fun, but we're clearly looking for different things. And uh, <laughs> Bobby is all trying to get out of it. <laughs> this relationship ended with me getting yelled at in a parking lot uh, of my apartment oh. building. Uh, oh. With many, with many people seeing and hearing. So uh, that's fine. <laughs> but... Uh, oh, no. It was a, it was a couple of weeks later that I got a phone call, and I specifically remember exactly where I was because I was driving between Buffalo and Rochester, and had my big ass, you know, of the era cell phone, not Zach Morris big. This was not the eighties and nineties, <laughs> but you know, the mid two thousands. So I had my probably Razor or StarTac or whatever. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> cool. Yeah, exactly. And she called me and let me know uh, a, a shifting story. First, the story was that she was pregnant. Oh, oh. And she was calling to let me know, but then to also let me know that I didn't have any responsibility here and she was going to take care of it and she was going to raise this child and live happily ever after. And I was going to have nothing, you know, I I didn't have to have anything to do with it. And she didn't want me to feel like I had any obligation here, but in a way that made it sound like I was going to have some obligation here. And, um, and it was just this whole thing. And she just talked and I just listened and she talked and talked and talked. And, um, then, uh, just a, the next morning, I think, was the second phone call, which was the, oh, I was pregnant, but I lost the pregnancy. Whoa. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. And so let's do a little timeline here. We weren't dating for that long. And right. uh, also, uh, despite how much game you might think I have, we didn't dive immediately into that part of the relationship. And so okay. <laughs> uh, just time, time wise, I was sort of doing the math in my head. And I was like, even if it was, say, the first date that ended in breakfast. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. How could she have possibly gone through all these steps so quickly? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That would be if that would be several months. Right. And it hadn't um, been quite that many months. And there was also yeah. uh, there was birth control in the mix. We were not uh, mm-hmm. that cavalier about things, uh, which she right. claimed she had mixed up or something and had, you know, she had put it on her that this had happened when it wasn't supposed to. Oh, dear. And, uh, yeah, so she ran me through an emotional roller coaster of, hey, you're going to be a father. Oh, wait, no, you're not. All in about 36 hours. What the uh, And much, much later, uh, we had a conversation where that was all um, chalked up to a term I don't use very often, but let's say hysteria. Oh, dear. When, so she was like, I was going crazy, so that's why I said that? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, my God. <laughs> my God. So it's not well, exactly so I... a broken engagement, but, you know, that's my um, lie from a woman story, I guess. Wow. Now, I'm I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go Andrew on this and say we can cut this out if you need to. But um, what, how much did she know about your origin story when she pulled that? You know, that's an excellent question. Um, I'm sure that she knew the basics because I'm not that shy about it. 
And the basics are? The basics are that um, the timeline of my uh, uh, conception and birth into this world, uh, as my mother told me, was that she was seeing someone who, uh, it's worth noting, was separated but technically married at the time and significantly older than her. He did later get a divorce. Um, unrelated to this, I think. He had a lot of his own issues. Um, and the way my mother tells it is that they broke up and then she realized she was pregnant and she opted to not uh, tell him or involve him in any way. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm sure I've... I think I've said it here before. I don't have a problem saying it here again that, that I call bullshit on that story pretty quickly because Webster, New York and Rochester, New York, uh, is not a particularly big place, and they had a lot of mutual friends. And I don't think um, – I, I just can't imagine that he would have gone through life without somebody saying, hey, Candy's pregnant. Like, right. it just wouldn't have <laughs> – wouldn't have, it's not like she yeah. ran off to a farm somewhere upstate to give right. birth or disappeared for a year on a European adventure or something. You know, right. she didn't get – she did it's not like a high school pregnancy. She didn't get shuffled off to private school for a year and then come back and suddenly right. her parents had a new young child. It was you know Right. A high school pregnancy from the fifties. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> you know, back back when America yeah. was great. So uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so basically there's some active willing of ignorance from both my mother and my father, who I've still never interacted with, though I know who he is and have done a fair amount of stalking as fans will know is one of my favorite things <laughs> yeah you're um, well yeah a, i just it's a, i had never thought of it it's actually a really good point that she's sort of taking a card out of my history to fuck with me yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's vile <laughs> i think that's terrible yeah i i i i just um yeah i i think that's i mean it's always wrong when someone fakes a pregnancy for any purpose of any emotional manipulation even if even if it's just to like quote unquote make him feel bad for whatever you know like right. he dogged me so i'll show him Ugh. like that's all obviously crazy but to specifically go you know do that to someone with your story and to say oh and you don't have to do anything i'll take care of this child i'll raise it myself that is that's like psyops shit man that is messed up <laughs> well you know I'll, i will just say that uh in the years since and it's been many years uh, mm -hmm. uh we are certainly not friends we're not even facebook friends but we are yeah we, I, I would say we, we sort of got over that once she realized it wasn't the end of the world and realized that that's what happens at the end of your first relationship that you think matters a lot. Uh, you know, you sort of realize that you can survive and uh, yeah. we, we are friendly. I would say once every year or two, I might get a text just saying, hey, just thought of you for some reason saying hi. She's married. She has kids. She got exactly the life her mother wanted for her, which was to marry someone with a stable income and have some children. So. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. Word. She she got <laughs> okay. she found a she found a boring guy with a trade skill that'll never go out of style, and um, oh. she's also uh, very smart and employed and happy, and you know she's getting it all. She's getting she's getting the picket fence dream. So it's good because she probably wouldn't have gotten it with me. Although we did install a picket fence <laughs> last year. Yeah, I you guess did. I got tricked. Oh, uh, see, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, it's funny how things change. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's um, that's that's my uh, that's my liar story. 
a couple of editorial notes before we break this down further. One, I don't believe this this clip falls into the girls rule and boys drool. No. No, theme. this is an outlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh we included it for a couple of reasons. One, it was on the list and we hadn't gotten to it yet. And two, Anne says this is compelling radio. Now, Mike and I were discussing this offline and and we decided that we trust Anne probably more than anyone else involved with this show. So if Anne yep. thinks it's good radio or fake radio, as you put it, um, then, then it's good to use. Now, I think I made some mistakes that preempt the story in this clip, which include, but aren't limited to dating this girl. Uh, <laughs> and obviously she made her mistakes too and was young and stupid. And I do want to reiterate that, um, uh, believe it or not, I really don't hold this against her, even with Phyllis's line of questioning after I told my little story, because I think there was a lot going on there. And I think if I had been better at understanding how over-invested she was in a short relationship, we we could have ended things a little more cleanly. It's, I'm not saying it was my fault. I know it's not. But um, I actually just feel bad for what she was going through at the time. She's married now. She has two kids. It's a whole lovely thing. Um, good for her. Well, there's one question that investigator Phyllis didn't ask that I want to um, follow up with. And that is, uh, and I'm asking you to speculate, but why do you think she came back the next day with um, I've lost the baby? Do you think that she didn't get the reaction out of you that she was hoping for and just abandoned ship on the, on the emotional torture, psychological I, torture? I'm hoping that either she came to her senses but couldn't just, you know, was she looking for an exit hatch? I mean, we've all been in a place where we've started a lie and it has snowballed and we just needed to get out of it. And she could have called me back the next day and said, you know what? That was bullshit. I shouldn't have said that. I'm, I'm very, I'm going through a lot. It's not your fault that I'm going through a lot or it is your fault that I'm going through a lot. And but that was that was beyond, you know, that was inappropriate, and I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry I threw that that guacamole at you from my uterus. <laughs> right. But, you know, just to call and say it's over, it, it didn't, you know, it was a way maybe she was trying to just get out of it and move on without having to backpedal. I don't know. Um, like I said, we, we talked a little bit after that happened, and I wished her the best, and she moved on. I, I've had a knack for breaking people early in their relationship careers and you know i'm the life lesson that they went on to so that's fine <laughs> sure uh, that's that's some good perspective you know, I appreciate that. so i mean i'm I, as someone who's been stuck in lies before i'm just banking on the fact that she just needed a way out and that's the way she chose and given the number of times i've done that to people with little things maybe taking it back with one big one was my my ebb and flow on that that, that was my payback well i have I have two stories very relevant to um Why well, your your subject. notes have me intrigued because there's only three words written here and they do not go well together. Uh well, I'm going to skip that first one the 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 basketball girl cuz I think I've told that one before and it doesn't really involve lies. It um it just involved because in that in your clip you talked about um having having her having a lot of words for you in the parking lot in a very public situation. So I'll save I'll save that story. Um the one that's not that's not on my notes that I'm so tempted to tell but I just don't think I ever will 
is about uh, someone who uh, was actually pregnant and it wasn't the dude's baby, but she convinced him despite math, uh, math not working. Um, and he ended up uh, raising that child, at least for some time. So I'm not going to tell that because it's just too personal to me. It's too close to me. I'm dying to tell that story because it's a great story, but I'm not going to tell it. Uh, the, the, the word that has you, that has you, uh, intrigued. I'll talk about that one. That word is chlamydia. And, uh, I, my, my college girlfriend and I, I had a, I had, I always had a long term girlfriend in high school and college, but I always broke up with them for periods of time. Cause I just wanted to get with other girls cause yeah. I, I was an asshole like that. And you were young. You were young. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying, you know, in, in your, so this is a. This is an aside. We, uh, so we're recording this on Tuesday. It's going to air on Friday. You and I, independently of one another, both watched a lot of football yesterday, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was New Year's Day and it was bowl games and that's what you do. And uh, I'm trying to remember which game it was that got real chippy. Um, there weren't any fights that I saw. I was in and out on the games. But there was a little bit of trash talking. There was a little bit of extracurricular uh, touching. Not in the fun right, way. Right. Yeah. And and the commentators are all, you know, commenting. They're using the word chippy a lot. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, these are 18, 19, 20, maybe 21-year-old men. If they haven't been drafted, if they're not good enough, maybe they're a couple years older. Uh, their hormones are still crazy. They've been pumped up with adrenaline. They've been waiting to play these games for like three weeks because the right. ball games come so much later than the regular season. And then they just get shoved out on a field to explode all of that. Of course, they're going to get a little over aggressive. Like we've been mm-hmm. caging them up for weeks, getting ready for this. And then we tell them to attack these other people with their whole lives. It's like a, like bulls in a pen. Yeah. You know? There's, there's going to be some shoving in that. And, and you were the sexual version of that. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. Um, if, if you want to excuse my behavior, I'll take that. Excuse well, I'm not, I'm out. not excusing. I'm just saying, uh, you know, I'm no lady scientist, but I'm saying I can I can see the uh, the uh, nurture aspects and the nature aspects that could lead into creating this scenario. So please proceed. Well, here's the thing. I wasn't um, I mean, I would break up with with my girlfriend to go do my stuff. I never like went behind their back. So, you know, to that to that uh extent i was okay. i was a decent person um i did break up with w- my high school girlfriend while she was in the hospital but you know that aside it yeah. was cuz i wanted to go out with Colleen kelly i wanted to go to the tolo um so my college girlfriend we we broke up and i think we broke up maybe two or three times and we during one of these broke up periods uh she said that I gave her chlamydia. And um I knew that wasn't possible because I didn't have it. Uh she what she was doing was trying to see if I would admit to cheating on her. Sure. And uh, being a dirtbag, I get really mad when I get accused of dirtbag stuff that I didn't do. <laughs> right, you you've got enough that you could catch a case for, you don't oh, need help. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And and I was I was so mad and I was like you know, I I don't have chlamydia. I didn't give you chlamydia. If you have chlamydia, it is because you have done something wrong. So, 
you know, thank you and goodbye. Um, and then she admitted later that she was, that's exactly what she was doing was trying to see if she, she could get me to admit that I cheated on the her because, because the symptoms of chlamydia, I guess in, in men, they don't really show up sometimes, you know, or, or not at all. You can just be carrying it. So she gave, she put that on me rather than like herpes or something like that, where I would just be like, you know, well, right. I have never had a herpes sore, so you're full of shit. So she carefully chose one of those things um, to to test me like that. And despite that, we got back together again. But, you know, she's you're not really... my life partner. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're cool. Well, I mean, did you did you forgive that because you knew that you were uh, sort of you were doing the right thing and breaking up with her, but also not not really? I mean. Yeah. 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 I, I, I sort of did. I mean, I just, I, I was mad in the moment, but I also knew that, you know, the kind of person I was, she, anybody would have suspected me of cheating. Cause I always had my eye on some other, some other girl. Cause I was such a dirtbag. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, again, boys drool. Uh, she wasn't too great in that story either, but you know, at least we got to talk about chlamydia. <laughs> yeah, but also she's way smarter than me, and uh, and and went on to become a really successful lawyer, and was well to be rid of me. <laughs> Let's go on to something a lot less important: Luke's vanity. Um, there was perhaps a turning point for all of us tens of TBTL, all of us fans, uh, when we found out about Luke's laser baldness helmet. <laughs> Okay, so let's go back to this baldness laser helmet because uh, there was a post on the Stens page where uh, both Ellen and I think Scott mentioned that they were really interested to know what we have to say on this. And so I wanted to uh, be thorough and I have never felt sadder in my life than when I opened up Google and typed in, does baldness laser helmet really work? I just felt very defeated having to do that. Um, there's not much in the way of peer-reviewed um, studies published in this. Nope. The helmet seemed to have come on the I market. Think, or hmm? The thing about trying to find a good review or a, um, a reliable review of the baldness laser helmet, it's always going to be a problem because guys, and I'll just say guys in general are the purchasers of this product, Guys who buy this helmet, if it if it really worked, you'd have stark raving fans all over the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, chances are it doesn't work at all. But you have the shame factor of having tried it, paid for it, falling for it. And you don't want to, you know, who wants to go on the internet and say, hey, I'm really ashamed of being bald. And this bald, this laser helmet that I paid all kinds of money for just doesn't work at all no by the time you're you suffer the humiliating defeat of having purchased the baldness laser helmet and it doesn't work and now you've put it up in your closet or chucked it into the dumpster you're you don't want to out yourself on the internet as not only a bald guy but a lame guy (laughs) and i i'm saying this i mean i i embrace baldness i'm not a bald person but i choose to shave my head and Meredith, I know uh, you you love yourself a, 
a bald fella. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're coming from a place of love for you guys. Just let it go. Be bald. Interestingly enough, from what I read, it looks like the baldness laser helmets were initially marketed for women. Um, they got FDA approval for women before they got it for men. And and I have to say, FDA approval does not mean it works. FDA approval nope. means it's not going to kill you. So right, It means you can eat it. <laughs> yeah, let's remember that. And um, the... The technology is supposedly a combination of lasers and LEDs. And the LEDs, that's total bullshit. The whole thing about the red light, whatever stimulates. There is some very, very, very faint evidence that the laser stuff may have as much effect as like Rogaine or something. Mm -hmm. But the best uh, source that I could find was an article in Men's Health, which was like two paragraphs. So I would not... Um, invest my hard-earned dollars in any of the baldness laser helmets. Now, I did put a couple of links to the two um, most popular ones, the iGrow, um, if you guys want to look at that. Um, yeah, it's in Sky Mall, and I knew that's where Luke found it. I really want Christy to go break into Burbank Springs and check Luke's nightstand because I will bet you dollars to donuts he has a copy of Sky Mall there and i am almost positive that's where he bought this out of and if you look at the price and sky mall it's 831 dollars and 50 what (laughs) yep how much is a hat (laughs) or a tiny wig three thousand razor yep and they try to justify this cost by saying if you spend this one time $831.53, then think about all the Rogaine or whatever that you're not going to buy over the rest of your lifetime. Plus it plays Pink Floyd during the laser show on your head. <laughs> so that's entertaining. Oh, this, this thing has these headphones, which just look, I'm going to make this the show picture because it's yeah. so ridiculous. I just, how, how, how can you even? Come on. <laughs> Hair is not that great, especially you know you what do you you're trying to grow some little wisps, you know. Oh, that was the other thing. If you if you have like a full on bald spot, those are dead follicles, and your laser baldness helmet will do nothing. If you have maybe kind of thinning hair, there's a chance that the remaining hair may be thickened up a little bit. So so he's he has a laser baldness helmet, and he sprays on hair. This is getting a little out of control. The the other, I think the, the other one that I looked up, which seems to be the real big dog on the market, which is the Theradome, which is, I say, slightly less dorky looking. Theradome? That, That's yes. a great name. <laughs> Just, it doesn't have the, oh the earphone, headphone component. So, oh, yeah. Um, but that's, uh, that's $895 on their website. You have to supply your own uh, laser Zeppelin. Uh, soundtrack mm-hmm. and they they say i forget the exact uh numbers but it's something like you have to use it between um 30 and 58 weeks to see any results and two years to show the full results and it has a one-year warranty so <laughs> there you go yeah i just That's don't think get you. like i said there's a shame factor nobody's taking those things back nobody's writing you know shitty reviews nobody's taking those things back because you're just like i need to put this shameful chapter of my life behind me not publicly luke we love you no matter how much hair you have (laughs) you're okay i think 
later later on the week, I mean, he he talks about how he feels he has like a Charlie Brown face or head or whatever, mm-hmm. and I think that's his thing is is uh, he doesn't because of the way his head is in proportion to his body, he feels he needs hair. Uh, mm. Not true. People will get used to mm-hmm. whatever head shape you have, no matter what it is. Right, Meredith? Yep. There are plenty of different head Absolutely. shapes to love. Yes. And the only person who probably wouldn't think it was fine would be him. Yep. Yeah. My favorite part of this whole discussion is the reactions from Andrew and Carrie. Because Andrew is basically beside himself at this, and Carrie just can't <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> yeah. She laughed for a good long time. As they were winding down the talk of the laser baldness helmet. And and she said the one time he was using it in his underwear. Oh, boy. That's love. Yep. I'd rather my partner buy a third wooden boat than bring home the laser baldness helmet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Let's put the laser baldness helmet to rest for a while. You think we, we did enough for the listener that wanted us to talk laser baldness? Listen, if you have $895 just laying around that you're not going to do anything else with, go for it. Mm-hmm. The FDA says it's not going to kill you. <laughs> okay, I had an encounter um, with this uh, laser baldness helmet. Um, when we went to, when after the Austin show, the next day, Emily and I were going to um, take Luke to brunch. And Andrew, but he he was going to miss his plane and all that because he right. probably let uh, Genevieve schedule his his travel again. So, uh, so we we had to pick up Luke at the hotel, and he had um, this giant uh, ice chest that he'd brought on the RV trip, uh, into which he was going to put all his stuff. And after we took him to the FedEx, and he you know got it got it out of town and then he got back in the car and and he said I might be the only person to ever ship a $900 laser baldness helmet in a in a cooler across the country uh and and at the time this was this was when he had a revelation and he's talked about it since that um that $900 actually ended up being pretty well spent considering how much material how much content that, that that it's created, even though it hasn't created a single hair follicle. <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely reached uh, tax write-offable status. Now, hopefully, sure. he'll do that in his while well, he bought it in 2017, probably. Or do we think he bought it even earlier and didn't tell us, like the boats? <laughs> There's actually two of them, and one doesn't even doesn't yeah. even beep and boop. <laughs> one of them has a motor that's not quite working. The other one freezes up, but he tries to sleep with it. Yeah, yeah, and he and he knocks over planters. When he's wearing it. A uh, few things have brought so much joy to us as this damn helmet. Uh, and and I'm so glad that the ladies were so quick to uh, at first call shit, especially on the LEDs. But then also, you know, probably nothing with the lasers. Yeah, if the if these lasers had any power, they would be the ones used uh, during cancer radiation because those are fucking lasers. And you know what those lasers do? They knock your hair clean off your head. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Emily had straight up bald spots on both sides of her head from the lasers going all the way through her head. Oof. And I, the the point was made. You made a good point. If these things worked and the reviews were out there, 
people would be lining up around the block. There wouldn't be any question about this. This is just like every weight loss pill you see or anything else. If it worked, everyone would know because the people it worked for would never shut up about it. Right, right. It yeah. it'd be like um when uh how they discovered the that the Rogaine actually you put a little fuzz on your head. It was a drug for shrink the to shrink your prostate, right? Uh whatever that whatever the actual name of the drug is and it get got rebranded. Yeah. But um but you know, that's how you that's how things come to market that actually work is because people these guys who had the prostate problem were like Oh shit. This this shit is working on my head. I'm growing hair. You know, like what's different than than 2 months ago? I've done nothing different except take this prostate medicine and I'm growing hair. So right. it it would be a runaway wild success if any of this stuff actually worked. It's just a scam and Luke, Peter Sagel's having a great career. So <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, um the the last thing about that is I wanted to make sure that I had the uh, brand right that Luke uses, and that is called the Theradome. So I went to the Theradome website. I I looked at the helmet, and there's a beautiful woman with a thick, lustrous head of hair with a Theradome on top of it, mm-hmm. which is, you know, <laughs> come on. <laughs> uh, um, there's no before picture, so we don't know. I, and like, no more than five seconds after I was on the third home site, I got a little pop up of a lady. I think her name was Danielle. It's like, Hey, are you, are you, uh, are you browsing or, or buying today or shopping today or something like that? And I was like, man, if this Theradome really, really did work, you wouldn't need to have someone ready to pounce on a poor sucker that, that just went to your website for five seconds. You know, your sales would, you wouldn't need that um, lady, who I'm sure is a is a dude who uh, who's right. probably eating corn chips, you know, somewhere, and he's put up this picture and is Danielle and wants to sell you on the Theradome. But uh, I had I had a little question for, her, and that'll be our show picture. You can look at the show picture and and you can see what I what I asked of Danielle after we engaged. Yeah. Um. I know you took a screenshot in real time when this happened. Um, did you, did you end up buying Danielle a drink? <laughs> no, but as, as uh, Phyllis pointed out, um, how, how many dudes do you think hit on Danielle? 99% or a hundred percent? Well, I assume the occasional vain gay guy rolls through, so I'll go with ninety nine percent. Oh, true, true. But yeah, you know, a gay guy would never would you wouldn't even know they had that baldness helmet. He would lock himself in a room rather than than be seen vaping or wearing the laser baldness helmet. Yeah, they, they have more pride in their appearance than that. Yeah, and if not, I'm sure Derek is right, ready there with the next chat window. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We've got one more here. Uh, that we'll uh, talk about before we wrap things up. And uh, Mike, we're going back to you drooling and we're going back to vanity, which was what got you into this trouble in the first place. Yeah. Uh, This was a, this was an LRB breaking news. First time you had told this story originally uh, on episode 235, by the way, the baldness helmet was originally 184. Uh, As if anyone's keeping track of our episode numbers and taking meticulous notes, but 
Mike, you let us know by the time you went to the beach and uh, and let everyone know just what you were packing on your trip to the beach. Oh, God. I've gone commando once in my life, and it was a disaster. I will say that. Oh, I, no. I didn't poop my pants. I just chose not to wear any underwear on a particular day. And uh, this is a this is a LRB exclusive. I don't think I've ever told this story to anyone. I think the only people that know about it are my ex wife and my my ex stepdaughter, and okay. they they mm-hmm. like Janelle. They laugh and laugh whenever I I recall this time, or I usually don't recall it, but they make sure that mm-hmm. that it gets recalled. You know? Yeah. Okay. So when we were living in Florida, we lived in married student housing, which was right by all the sports complexes. In fact, it was probably closest to the baseball field of any place that anyone ever lived. And I, I love playing baseball and, and I, I like to, you know, go over to the field and like toss the ball around and, and do some hitting or whatever with the, with the guys, you know, the, the not like during an official practice they weren't going to let me practice with them, but, but like on off days or whatever, they would let me throw batting practice. And, and what that meant was that um, I would be throwing at just about my maximum capacity and almost blowing my arm out and they would be mm-hmm. smashing the ball all over the field. Like it was batting practice. <laughs> Cause that's what it was for them. And they threw me a bone and gave me some gear. And one of the pieces of gear they gave me were some, um, university of Florida, uh, baseball pants. And I loved wearing those. I, I, I cut them off cause I'm, you know, I'm Andrew at heart. So, I cut them off above the knee and I would wear these baseball pants as like my tonight pants or whatever. So one day we're going to go to the beach at Cedar Key and I realized I don't have a swimsuit. I'm not kind of, I'm not really a beach guy, so I don't have a swimsuit, but you know, Meredith's old enough now where she's going to start learning to swim and I can help her. And so we're going to this, this nice beach at Cedar Key hour or two away from the house. And I just said, okay, well, I'll just wear my baseball pants. And for some reason I thought, well, since we'll be swimming, I don't want like underwear, right? Like, cause when you have oh, a swimsuit, no. you don't wear underwear. <laughs> right. Yeah. So everything's fine. I, I look fine. It's, it's, it's cool. I love my Allison's. I, you know, I look, I look good in these pants. That's one of the reasons I like to wear them. So uh, we get to the beach and we, we go tearing out there and I'm, you know, playing in the, surf with Meredith and kind of, you know, holding her and showing her how to do the swimming and all that. <clears throat> we get out of the water and we're walking toward Mm-mm. Lee who's set up on the beach and um I, Mike, I, were they white? Were they white pants? They're white. Oh yeah, they're white. Oh. Yeah, they're white. They're white. They're well there's there's the University of Florida logo on the back pocket, but that's not helping. Me. <laughs> right. No, no, no. That's not going to help you. That's not helping. Um oh. so we're we're approaching and I see Lee like like shield her eyes like cover her eyes like to make sure she sees what she's seeing you know in the bright sunlight and then i sit down and and she goes look down at yourself oh and yeah it was all out there it was all out there so uh uh wrapped the towel around myself um went back to the car and just said you know when you guys are done (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can go home, you know, because there were kids everywhere. <laughs> Mike. Everywhere, kids. Uh. Didn't you do the wet, white math on that? Yeah, right. That's why they do white, wet t-shirt competitions. You, you're talking right. about wet, wet wipes? Yeah, wet oh. and white. White items yeah. get wet. 
Oh, yeah. I, I don't see. I I had no idea. I mean, my the lesson here is just guys never go commando because you just don't know. You just don't know. Because I didn't know. I, I feel like there's a lot more at risk when men don't wear underwear. Yes. Right. I think that's yeah. very true. Yeah. Our bits are all up inside. So right. we can't right. injure ourselves. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, my God. So there you go. LRB so exclusive. Crazy. Yeah. That's a lesson to you... teach Gus. Yeah. <laughs> I'll play this for him. So about, about four hours. About four hours sitting in the car. You know. Oh, in Florida in the summer. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised some other dad didn't just like run towards you with his fist extended at your head. I, <laughs> like, what the <laughs> f are you doing? I, I think uh, I think we were probably not far from that because one of the things I like to do yeah. on the beach was like because this was back when I was in shape. I like to run up and down the beach. Oh, oh no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, fortunately, Lee was was there and paying attention and. Uh, and uh, th- that never happened because yeah, I probably would have gotten oh. tackled. Yeah, <laughs> I wish yeah. She like a streaker. T- I wish she she had taken a picture <laughs> oh, before no. telling oh. you. Oh, for God's sake, no! Oh yeah, can you imagine if that were now? How many places on the internet <laughs> from how many angles? Like it would, you would just look like you were wearing a thin film around your upper oh, legs. If that were today, with everyone with their cameras, <laughs> yeah, I would have been. Yeah. I would have been on some websites. I'm sure oh, yeah. of it. <laughs> I would have been in people's Twitter feeds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's what whole... kind of swimsuit is this? And why isn't it opaque? <laughs> Get a load of this guy. I'm at the beach. Yeah. I yeah. just threw up. Yeah. <laughs> in my defense. I knew you were going to start uh, that way. <laughs> I had never been to a wet t-shirt contest. Still haven't. So because I'm not a... Uh, drooling idiot who goes to wet t-shirt contests i did not know that (laughs) that the white the white baseball pants were going to um be so revealing and when i say revealing i was i i mean there might there didn't even need to be any pants there might as well have not been any pants (laughs) except for that logo which looked, looked good i guess on my on my seemingly completely bare ass well that could be a that could be a tattoo that could have been your regret <laughs> from this episode the original regret could have been uh right my left, university of florida tattoo on my on my uh left your butt ass cheek. cheek yeah <laughs> um i uh i thought of you today actually i thought of this clip because i re-listened to these clips this morning and then my appointment before doing this was um I, I went to get a massage. Um, I'm long overdue for one. It was great. And uh, you always have that moment when you go get to a massage when you're you're naked and you're on the table. And it's someone I've seen before and it's the same person who Sam sees. And so this is very on the level. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not uh, a happy ending situation or anything right. like that. This is very much therapeutic. Uh, but you're still naked and there's still uh, some flipping around and moving around under the blanket and the sheet. And, you know, I I have no shame. I really could not care less if this professional massage therapist who sees people of all shapes and sizes and colors 
got a got a sneak peek at you know what I got going on, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't say that out of hubris. It's not like I would show off what I got going on, but like I don't care. I just don't care. Uh, yeah. I think this is in one of the many ways I'm an old man, and we've talked about a lot of the ways I'm an old man. But like I'm not strutting around blow drying my junk in the locker room at a mm-hmm. gym, but I'm also just not going to go out of my way to like freak out about incidental, whatever. And that's not to say I got any view today. You know, I didn't, I was respectful and fine, but uh, right. being in public in a, in an all ages <sighs> environment like you were in. Oh boy. Just packed. The speech was <laughs> packed. That's a completely oh, different scenario. I think I would have gone from no shame to all shame. <laughs> oh, it was, it was, it was, uh, I can't think of a time I've been more embarrassed. And, um, but, but yeah, in, in professional situations or whatever, I've been in the hospital a lot, you know, recently. And, and I just think that, you know, they don't care and I don't particularly care, but I just think if, if this nurse sees one less dong today, their, their life is probably just tiny, if it's a millionth percent better, then then yes, that why not cover it up, you know? Well, I, just don't be the guy, like you said, with his leg up on the sink, blow drying his nuts, you know? Yeah, Nobody exactly. wants to see that shit. Right, well, that's just rude at that point. You're taking up the counter. People are trying to do things. <laughs> There's this skin flapping around in weird directions. Yeah, nobody Yeah, then he that. starts in with the manscaping, you know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just, uh, I felt for you thinking through these scenarios while I'm laying on this table with no distraction of my phone or, you know, we've, we've talked about that before. There's no getting out of your head in that moment. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're making, I'm having thoughts. Ah. It's like, can I take over the Bluetooth speaker in here for the next hour? I'm sorry. I just can't. Cause I mean, the thing is in those quiet moments when you have no distractions, then I think about things like that day at the beach. I don't ever want to think about that day at the beach. I mean, I'll do it for the purposes of the show. It came up in, in a proper context and, and I just feel like it's been long enough that now that I should be able to tell it. But I got to tell you, I'm still, I'm still kind of not all right with it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, after that day, did you keep the baseball pants and still wear them in, in uh, appropriate dry or did you just, did you just, you were, you just done with them? No, I kept them, but but after that, um, uh, I made sure that I had on not only underwear, which I always did anyway, but but not not the white crime fighters anymore. You know, something yeah. with some color to them. Sure, give yourself that, uh, and that's in style now. You know, you see the the ladies wearing like workout gear with sheer layers over it, and the colors come through, and you're just that pushed you ahead of your time on the style. Uh, <laughs> right you know you set the curve right and also uh, i got fatter so the pants didn't last <laughs> that much longer because i stopped working out god story of my life i actually have to do some serious i'm going to a thing this weekend for work and i'm i'm trying on suits that just don't it's not good oh that's so i i, I used to hate that when oh god because you're just like because not only is it a blow to like your self-esteem like oh god i wish i was thinner or whatever but you're oh, as a cheap person i'm like I got to fucking buy another goddamn suit. God, yep. stop eating. It's time to go to Men's Warehouse and get my buy three, get one free suits because it's been a while. Well, can you can you get like a series of suits? Like, okay, this will be the one that I'll wear when I'm, you know, 210 and then 
yeah, you know, just... si- size me up three more times <laughs> and then I'll be back here in four years after I've gained the 40 pounds, you know? I'm just going to get them all. Because I couldn't stop gaining back in my 20s. and was... All with a little then... bit of spandex in them just that I can keep, you know. The, or maybe the I only could place I maintained them... my weight well was in prison. Get them larger now. Well, there was some discipline involved there, right? I mean, yeah. and the food was, eh. Not great. Uh, I'll just get it larger. I can always pin it in the back, right? No one will notice. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. That'll be it for clips from our Good. December Good. I'm sweating. I'm sweating from that last one. I'm still <laughs> sweating. Uh, yeah. Don't overthink it, listeners, or you'll all be sweating. Um, we'll do a little housekeeping really quickly. Uh, check out our merch in the merch store. Um, Sam very thoughtfully ordered me a bunch of our shirts. Nice. And presented them to me as a gift. And that was very thoughtful of her. And uh, I was so honored. So now I have the case close shirt, which I didn't have before. And more of the LRB felt pocket buddies, which I love so much, even though I'm a little embarrassed to wear them because one of them is a likeness of my face, but I don't care because I'm so proud of what we're doing here. And I love the shirts. Just the shirts are so good. Uh, keep archiving email Christy or talk to us about that. We'd love to have you get a whole 2017 that we need to archive now, or at least a lot of it. Buy things at littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon, including but not limited to your sewing scissors or scissors to replace the sewing scissors that you shoved into some warm leftover ground beef somewhere. And uh, Mike, why don't you tell us how to get involved? Well, first, I, I wonder, has anyone ever been so mad about a sewing scissors situation that um, they stabbed who the offender with the said sewing scissors and and if so that's another gross violation of sewing scissors so um get at me if you've ever heard a story of somebody getting stabbed with misused sewing scissors getting involved with our show is pretty easy you go to littleredbandwagon.com and uh and and tell us your your story and what clips you clips from TVTL you want to here and be interviewed about throwyourphone.com very active just got one rolling in before we started today um about ann's quip commercial um and you can also on on throw your phone you can uh, hug your phone if there's a moment that warmed your heart or that you really appreciated on tbtl uh we have uh our facebook page um uh, little red bandwagon um the show twitter is at lrb podcast you can email us at little red bandwagon at gmail.com the voicemail and text is 802-432-tbtl 802-432-8285 and with that this is a lot of fun bobby you want to get us out of here absolutely until next time this is the next party and we love you ann nailed it So to get everyone introduced, I am Mike Frizzell, and I'm hosting for maybe the last time from the Insect Museum in Kyle, Texas. And let me tell you who else we have on board from all over this greatly divided land these days, starting with my bestest buddy in Phantom Pain from Transitions Lenses slash Autocrat Coffee Milk Studios in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. It's Bobby Pape. Hello, Bobby. 
Uh, hello, Mike. Uh, I've got an issue of correction. Sorry to cut you off so early on this, but uh, I'm actually not broadcasting what? from the Transition what? Lenses <laughs> Studios, the Autocrat Studios in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I am actually in a, a beautiful little enclave, uh, a rare, nice part of Kent, Washington, this afternoon. Hmm. Okay, that's strange credulity, but but we'll I guess we'll get to that in a minute and get your story. Um, from the sweltering 100 plus degrees, 110 on your uh, heat index, Menagerie Animal Rescue Studios in Dallas, Texas. It's Meredith all the way mayhem. Hello, Meredith. Hope you're keeping cool. Hi, Mike. Actually, I'm going to have to correct you too. Um, there's only one dog here um, that I can see, and I am also in Kent, Washington. Hmm. So I guess I'm the only one sitting in the heat. All right. Um, at least from uh, Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Ann Lundholm. Hello, Ann. I'm still a little miffed at you, but I didn't want to not introduce you just because I'm mad. Um, Mike, I hate to say this, but um, I'm not in the Stick of Butter kitchens today or this weekend. I'm I'm actually uh, looking out uh, over a lake in, in Kent, Washington. It seems like quite the coincidence going on here. Um, but there, well, there's one one person left I can count to be at home in the sweltering Comcast inbox Carter Subaru Studios in Linwood, Washington, and that is Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Yeah, I'm here. Pipe Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, at least I know where one where one person is without without being corrected. And that's uh, Aiden McQuillan, I think, is on the ones and twos for us today. He's manning the board for this recap show. Hey, Aiden. Hi. 